0: We're so glad that you're back for the sixth episode, because today we will talk about how you can adapt your feedback language to the person in front of you. And you want that, because we have different goals and fears around feedback, and it is the most powerful tool that you have if you want to impact other people's growth and achievements. And talking about feedback, we would love to get some too. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share. If you don't like it, let us know but only after you listen to this episode where we tell you how we want it laid out. All right, here we go.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Connect & Lead podcast. I'm Tessa, and of course, I have the wonderful Sophia here with me today. Hi, Sophia. How are you doing? I'm good. So today, what are we going to talk about? Um, I, I thought that we would talk about something super important that I think we both agree is important for students, it's important for business owners, it's important for, for managers, it's really, it's even important I think in relationships and that's feedback. Now, as important as feedback is, let me, let me ask you do, you, do you like feedback, Sophia?
0: Well, I do, I, I'm really curious, I do like it, but of course there's always this fear like <gasps> what's gonna come now? But I also know that there's no way I can evolve and develop if I don't get feedback. So I very often ask, what do you think about this? What would you do different? But I think one important thing about feedback is that there are certain people that we allow giving us feedback and you know? so mm. trust is so important you cannot throw feedback at anyone without creating the trust first it needs to be something there but definitely there are some people who have a open door uh, that's
1: so true actually and I never thought about that until you said it that trust needs to be there because I know I've been given feedback in situations where um, it was even delivered in a nice way and I rejected it because I was like who are you to tell me that I need to improve, right? But on the other hand, if I don't know you and you're giving me feedback about how amazing I am, I, I'll take that all day long. Isn't that yeah. interesting?
0: <laughs> sure. But maybe it doesn't stick as long um, as for as long as if somebody who really knows you gives mm-hmm. you the same amazing
1: feedback that can really touch you, right? That's true. Because sometimes, again, as an S, right, I, I want the feedback to be sincere. Um, but it's interesting because I've received feedback from people I don't know. And then sometimes I think, what do they want from me? Like, I, is it, is it actually sincere? So that's interesting. I I actually am really excited about talking about this today because I think I'm going to understand my own process as to how I give and receive it. What's tricky. Um, I don't know if you've realized this, but we tend to give feedback in our own style, in our own language, the way that we communicate. And so what, what do you feel like for you? So I'm an S, but I want to hear for you, like, how do you deliver feedback typically? Um, Do you feel like it's in your own style or because you know the disc and all that, that you tend to modify it? Well, today I do tend to modify
0: it depending on who I talk to. I'm trying to figure out um, the style of that other person, but it's true that uh, since I am first of all an I I am really careful so that the person don't feel that it's personal uh, mm. That it's really about the job the project or the delivery or that something that they said or did really had um negative impact on another person so it's more about the relationship that the feedback needs to be about but I'm really careful so that the person other person don't feel that they are wrong right Um, that is probably because that is so important to me right
1: yeah. So that's interesting. So as an I, I would assume that when you're delivering feedback, especially if it's um, good feedback, that you would be sort of high energy, inspirational and that sort of thing. Can you, can you see maybe one of the styles that won't appreciate feedback being given in that way? Yeah. So you're absolutely
0: right in that. I <laughs> love to be the encourager. and Wow. That's amazing. And I think I've mentioned that before in this podcast that I tend to have those people around me. So they give me feedback like that and I makes me shine and I give them feedback like that. And so we kind of nurture each other. But then yes, I know I I realize that there are some people who are not really responsive to that. Yeah. (laughs) That they are wondering like what's going on here? Like (laughs) it's too much. It's too much. Right. And then I can I notice that I don't know how to where to bring that like I I have it I want to deliver it but I know that I need to hold back because it's really not gonna make a huge difference or it might even seem phony to some yeah. like yeah. what is like you said before like what what does she want from me I, I, I would also think that for some high eye who is like that and don't really have the knowledge about the different personality types might perceive it as if the receiver of such feedback is not grateful or appreciating oh, right. the strong enthusiasm. Yeah. But it's, and I, it's not what they want. Right. It, oh, it's exactly. The thing.
1: And that's what we're talking about here in all of our um, episodes is trying to help you understand that it really matters that we understand the person in front of us. And that's why I think we're so passionate about this is you know, as an S, if I'm delivering feedback, obviously I'm very cautious in how I'm going to deliver that because I don't want to upset anybody. So if I'm having to bring bad feedback, um, I'm going to butter it up. Like, and you know, the, the whole sandwich method. Well, if I'm talking to a D, they're not really going to want that sandwich method because they just want to know, okay, am I delivering results or not? Like, what are you really trying to tell me here, Tessa? Um, and I think that's the important piece when, if you start to understand the people in front of you, you're right, if, as an I you're delivering this feedback in a way that the D says like you are so fluffy. Right, that was the word my husband used yesterday. Um, I don't want fluffy feedback, as a C, he said, I just want you to tell me yeah you did a great job that was great work that's it. Don't come in all inspiring and this and that because I'm going to think that you want something from me. and. That's why it is really important for us to understand those people in front of us because they Mm. want their feedback in their language. Mm. And you said something else
0: earlier when we spoke as well, that your husband might want to have some specific feedback on this specific thing was so good. And I don't know how would he like to have like, I love how you did that. How you, through you know, speaking that language of the sea, really talking about the quality uh, exactly. being specific about what exactly did you like
1: yes I think it's important to to understand again um, what does each style value right so the Cs value quality so if I, you know if I'm if I'm going to give him positive feedback after he's done a great job then he wants to know specifically what I'm telling him he's done great on not just a general that's amazing because he's going to be like well what part what was amazing right Um, what specifically so in in the workplace if you have a a c-style employee and you're giving them positive feedback and you want to reinforce that behavior then be specific on where they're doing a good job because I think that will allow them to see okay the quality of my work is being rewarded I'm going to continue to do that now, on the other side, if you're going to give constructive feedback, um, I think you need to be careful because I asked Nathan that last night, too. I said, OK, if I'm bringing negative feedback, well, not, negative is not the right word, but constructive, you know, I said, I'm going to be honest, sometimes you see me as criticizing you and I'm not. So, you know, how can we how can we offer feedback that's allowing them to learn you can improve here without them going, wait a minute, like I'm, I'm very defensive now. I think
0: also with the C's, we need to remember that when they do something, they put their soul into it. Like yes. they 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 really doing a hard job to get it perfect. Uh mm-hmm. analysis paralysis. They rather stay with it too long than deliver too soon, right? Yeah. So when you criticize when you criticize someone who has really put their soul into something, they take it personal because yeah. It's so much about, it's, it's not like the eyes who would feel like, okay, I'll try again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So the, the eye might sit on a lot of fears that make us, you know, behave strangely sometimes. But I think that the fear of um, failing and the fear of criticism is not one of our biggest fears. So when yeah. I am being criticized on a job or a delivery, then I can really feel like, okay, I do it differently next time then, or I will do better next time. Because as long as I feel that you still love me.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> that exactly.
0: And I'm still <laughs> part of the group and that I'm still, you know, you, you still like me. But yeah. that I'm, I'm not going to be so sensitive to the criticism of the quality because right. quality is not one of the main values of the eye.
1: Yeah, and that's interesting again, an interesting piece that we need to understand is the, again, as I said, the value, like if you don't care about quality and I was to thank, like give you feedback on quality, you may be like, wait a minute, was, did I, you know, did I bring the, the encouragement? Did I raise the roof in this room? You didn't thank me on that. So I must've done something wrong. Right. Um, it's really interesting because I, I had this DC leader. We haven't really talked about the D style yet, but I remember this DC leader telling me about their, um, so they do these quarterly feedback for their staff. And he was telling me about, you know, I have this one staff member. She, every time she comes in, she just doesn't take my feedback well. Um, And he's like, and then when I'm done giving her feedback, she turns around and she's like, okay, now it's your turn for feedback. And it was funny because he was actually annoyed that she was gonna come into this space where she's supposed to be getting feedback. And feel like she could give him some. And I wonder if as a D, if they're just not used to people giving them that feedback because D's, I love you. But sometimes you're just like, I'm, I'm awesome. I, I know I'm doing a great job. And typically they are, right? They're so driven and, and, and um, results focused. And so they, they usually go out there and get things done. But when someone says, now I'm going to give you feedback. All of a sudden, they're like, wait a minute. Mm.
0: Maybe he felt that he lost control.
1: That's what I'm thinking.
0: Um, he was in the driver's seat and suddenly she she took the steering wheel away yes. from him and he, he got lost.
1: Yeah. So interesting. So so what do you think when we're when we're delivering feedback, positive or negative, to a D style, how, how can we do that? How can we speak their language so that they see we're not coming at them, but we're really there to, to help them?
0: Yeah. What we learn about the Ds very early is that they they want us to be. Uh, direct right they mm-hmm. are direct so they are fine if we are also direct I do think that they're gonna be defensive sometimes since they or that they don't need feedback um, mm-hmm. but it's not gonna help to walk around in circles and th- either we're gonna lose them so they're not, not even gonna hear what we are saying if we are not being direct but if we are direct even if it's gonna be a bit of a clash there they're going to brush that off very quickly. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, they're going to be fine. But you need to tell them that was too much. And maybe a lot of the feedback that we need to give to the D's can be about relationships that, you know, you you went too far. You were too, uh, you were too direct. Um, What happened in the room um, was not okay. Uh, Or you're being too fast. Can you please slow down? Here, you you forget about the details. There's no quality here. Um, You might think that you're done, but we need to take this a few more rounds because we are not
1: ready to launch the project. And because they're so focused on results and impact, make sure you're connecting that feedback to how it's going to impact. That's good results, right? I think if you're saying, because they could get defensive, as you said, if we just left it there, but if we said, you're going too fast, Or you're forgetting about the people you're starting to run over the people and then you go and now i don't know if you're going to reach that target or i don't know if we're going to make the impact we're wanting to make all of a sudden you're going to draw them back to Mm -hmm. what's important to them and that's i want to get things done Mm -hmm. and so they're not i i you know i want to test this out because i feel as though they may then go I didn't really hear what Sophia was saying, but all of a sudden she said, I'm not going to reach my target and I'm not going to have impact. So that means I need to change. Right. And they may actually lose or soften the defensiveness of the feedback because they now see the bigger picture and it's, we're not on track here. Mm, That's good. And also to motivate them to actually do it
0: you can give them a task. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say that it is about the relationships. You need to slow down. You don't have the people with you. Um, your communication is too direct. Maybe you should try to, you know, create some trust and some relationship before you expect people to follow you, whatever it might be. But when you tell them, why don't you, you know, a task for you is to connect with your people this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a task, for, I, I, I have a very good example. I'm, I often talk about this in my communication trainings. A, a manager that I uh, used to work with, he was not super smooth when it came to relationships, but very intelligent and very effective as an um, expert and, and um, getting things done. He was a, a, top, a top manager. And he didn't manage to get the relationships work in the company, but he threw a party, not, an, not just a drink after work, but he threw a party, invited everyone to his place, and everything changed. Now everyone saw him. He was a person, he's super generous, um, funny, you know, in his way, and people could start to relax. And that was a game changer in the way that the relationships, how other people opened up to him mm-hmm. and also how he could connect with the people. So that is, so I don't know how he saw it for him. It can be a task. Yeah. I need to do this so that then it would be easier for me to lead the people.
1: Well, or I need to do this if I want them to help me get that result. Exactly. Right. So you're, again, it's always that focus Mm. towards results and impact because that's what they want. And you know what I'm going to say too, is if you're going in there, especially if you're like me and S you need to be confident in delivering that feedback, especially if it's not going to be, you know, a pleasant conversation because they're going to stand there firm and they're probably going to come back at you and be like, I don't think so. I don't agree. And so if you're not confident in in that delivery of the feedback and standing firm, then, you know, if you're having a bad day, just don't go into that conversation. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, you really need to be and they'll respect you for that. Right. Um, But yeah, like, think about the different styles and what matters to them. So impact and results. So make sure you're tailoring that that conversation around. Here's the feedback. And here's how it's impacting this. With me, I'm like, so secure. I want people to be happy. I want, you know, and if I'm getting feedback because maybe I'm, I don't know, tearing a team apart, I don't think that would happen with an S, but, you know, and you highlight in a very sincere way, like Tessa, you know, you're hindering us from X, Y, Z. I'll go, okay, you just, first of all, hit one of my fears. And I don't want that to happen. And so I think it's, you know, understand what each of those styles want. Do they want results? Do they want security? Do they want, you know, um, details and and perfection? And make sure you're always tying that feedback to that motivational thing that they actually want. And I think that's how we can maybe deliver it in a way because we have to speak their language. Mm. So what language should we speak when
0: we give you feedback?
1: You know what? Just a sincere appreciation for me. I really, you know... As much as, as I said in the beginning, nobody loves feedback, uh, I think if people are delivering feedback to me in a way that is genuine and sincere, I will take it. You know, I'll be, I'll be hurt first because I've maybe upset someone or I haven't done what I've committed to doing, because that's the thing with our S's, right? We, we very much want to be the glue that holds everything together. But if it's delivered in a sincere way, so D's, right? Again, you need to speak my language. Don't come with, you know, the results and the focus and the drive and the quickness because I'll probably shut down. But if you come to me in sincerity and just, you know, show me maybe, you know, where I can improve, I'll be open to that. And I can't speak for all S's, but I do feel like we would be open to that.
0: What is the fear that is being triggered in you when, uh, if you receive criticism or somebody has some constructive feedback for you?
1: Yeah, I think it comes back to that security piece in relationships, like um, upsetting somebody, right? If I know that I've done something to just upset someone or, you know, make their lives miserable or um, I wasn't able to improve or add value in a certain way, that's a huge trigger for me because everything that I do comes from a place of wanting to add value and serve and, and sort of bring people together. I don't need to be the one in front. I don't need to be the one leading. But to be someone that comes alongside and is able to just bring it all together, That. Yeah, as soon as if I'm told I'm not doing that, that that's a huge trigger for me because then I feel like I've failed in my in my role. And and how do you give feedback typically as an S? Well, I'm not great at feedback. Let me just say, <laughs> because again, I don't want to upset that relationship. And, and if you're an S and you're listening, or if you don't know what you are and this sounds like you, you know, I usually go in and it's like. I butter them up. I I really have to tiptoe around. What are you really trying to say here, Tessa? And so I I know I need to improve on on delivering feedback uh, because I often just don't want to upset someone. So I very much build them up, let them know how valuable they are. uh, And then it's like, but, you know, can I just share a little bit of maybe where you can improve, right? It's almost like I ask for permission um, to be able to offer it. You know, there have been times though uh, where I've delivered feedback when someone wasn't ready to receive it. And unfortunately, this is the part that most of us don't, don't realize is, you know, people can't see our intentions. And if your intention is to help, but I think you mentioned this on this call or before we got on, if people aren't open to receiving that feedback, they're not gonna receive it in the way that you intended it to go. And I've had that where I've given feedback or a suggestion and it was completely shut down and that destroyed me because my intention was to help and they took it as hurt. Now we're doing this conversation today and I'm thinking, I probably did not deliver it in their language. Mm. I delivered it in my language. Yeah. And so you're not going to hear, right? It's like being in a room full of people who speak a different language. You're going to hear the one who speaks your language. I'll pay attention to that English conversation and I'll miss everything else. And I think feedback's the same, where if you're delivering feedback to someone in a different language or a different style, to them, you're just talking. And they don't really grasp the feedback that you're you're delivering.
0: How about the Cs? Now, they also give, I mean, we, we spoke a bit about how they want to receive feedback and uh, how they have a fear of criticism. Now, Cs are also known, uh, being quite critical right mm. critical towards themselves we spoke about that yeah. uh, but also towards other people so how are they uh, bringing feedback so do you get feedback from your husband he's a high c yeah
1: so he's a cs so thankfully the s is the cushion <laughs> um it's interesting because with my husband he actually is depending on the situation his feedback is very sincere He's very cautious, and I think that again is the scene And he's cautious in even delivering that. But sometimes I can sense a critical tone to it, right? But I, you know, I do find that they're not as critical on us as they are on themselves. And so the the feedback from a C, I think when it when it's being delivered to us, and they're trying, they they often can stumble on their words because they are trying to find, you know, how do I say this? And and it can come across sometimes very direct and it can come across very critical, but I don't think that that's what they're intending. Yeah. And maybe that's... it's because I understand their personality style, but what do you think?
0: Yeah, what I have experienced when it comes to work environment. So being a high I, being very creative and innovative and a person who I, I easily come up with new ideas and I speak out loud. So I'm thinking out loud, I mean, I want to say. Mm. So I love being in a setting where I can think together with other people, why, why do we talk? I think you and I, we do that very well as well together. Yeah. When I work with C-styled people, I notice that they are very quick to shoot down ideas that are not yet thought through.
1: Yes. Because
0: they are thinking from their perspective that they would never share an idea until they have fully thought it through it's not even an idea anymore it's a it's a plan when they share something so they can forget or miss that an eye is not sharing a plan <laughs> an I is just sharing a thought yeah. and that thought can be so valuable if you can sit with it together to create something but as an I, I have noticed that I, I was much more vulnerable towards this when I was younger before I really understood what was going on. But I could be in a work setting then also being younger and having uh, at that time I had a C manager and he would shoot down everything that I said. That I felt like there's no point for me to share anything in our meetings, in our weekly meetings, because he will just interrupt me before I'm even done talking. But what was going on was that I was sharing ideas and he was expecting me to basically uh, share a plan uh, so that's maybe a reminder for both the eyes and the C's on on where the misunderstanding like what, what can happen because the eyes and the C's can also work very well together when mm-hmm. the, one brings a lot of creativity and ideas and the other one can be the critical thinker who can um, proofread or whatever yeah you know.
1: And it's interesting because I, you know, obviously I think it, the, the next style after their C is going to affect how they deliver the feedback, right. And, and how quick they are to Mm. shoot ideas down. Cause my husband's a CS, so he's a double reserved. And so for him, he'll just go, Hmm. And I'll know he's probably thinking in his head, no, that's not a great idea, but he doesn't actually voice that he'll never shoot down one of my ideas, but he'll, I can tell he's thinking like I don't know if this is a great idea Tess right like he's just sitting with it there and I think that's because the S in him is like okay I don't really want to you know upset Tessa but that was a terrible idea but what's interesting is if he sits with it if I help him then by delivering more data or research then he can actually think into what I was saying Mm -hmm. right um but usually he has an idea. He's thought through it, and then if I come and give feedback, whether to how to improve or why it's not right, he's not eager to continue the conversation. He's usually just like, hmm. but for him, I think he needs to process it. Yeah. And this is what's so interesting about this, right? Like we can bring in probably a whole bunch of different blended styles, and they may share. And maybe we can do that. You know, when we start interviewing people, like how do you deliver feedback? How do you like to have feedback given to you? Because again, it's not cookie cutter, right? It, just because we have a, a C in front of us, I think there there may be varying degrees on what they like in terms of uh, giving and delivering feedback.
0: This is so interesting. I mean, there's, there's several perspectives here. Like, first of all, we need to, all of us need to get better in Delivering feedback and understanding why it's so important to do it. If we want to see progress, if we want to help people evolve and do better, it's like you say, it's this being really sincere with why am I delivering feedback? Because I want you to do better. I want you to grow, I want you to be at your best. That's why I give you feedback. But also understanding the different personality styles and our Mm -hmm. own and how we can be perceived, so important here.
1: Yeah, and I think before we wrap this up, you know, I think I'm going to go back to what you said right at the beginning, and it'll be a great full circle. But um, trust, you're not going to be giving or receiving feedback without it. And when you trust that the people around you are coming forward and they're giving you feedback, like you said, to improve, and if you're on a team, to make the team better, if you're in a relationship, to make your relationship better, right? Like they're not coming. To beat you down but they're actually coming to help you be better and if that trust level is there we should be open to giving and receiving feedback without worrying about are they going to hate me you know or are they going to like me that's because that's going through my head right yeah. So if i tell you something oh no is she going to be mad at me it's this friendship broken now i got to worry about restoring this friendship that's just going through my head when i'm about to get it yeah. but if i know that we've developed a level of trust where you said, Tessa, I want you to give that to me. Then I'll bring it
0: in love. So good. So we hope that this episode gave you new insights and inspirations on how you can adapt your feedback to, depending on who you talk to. And we also hope that you can see now why different styles give feedback in different ways. So you see, when you learn more about DISC, you will increase your tolerance and your empathy for the different styles the different people that you have around you and that is one of the main reasons why we do this podcast we want you to improve your relationships your ability to communicate and connect with everyone so let us know what you think about this podcast and if you know someone who would enjoy listening to it please share with them
1: and remember continue to discover yourself